Welcome to Bring Our Views Podcast, where if you want it, we review it. I'm your host, DC. I'm joined today by Moss. How's it going, everyone? And in this podcast, we'll review a bunch of things from movie news, TV show episodes, some comic book stuff, and a whole bunch of other things. This is the 13th episode of the podcast. So, um, for the thumbs up, thumbs down today, um, we have two topics, um, trailers and news. I guess we'll go with trailers first. Let's make it easier for ourselves. Um, the first thing we're going to do is the Masterminds trailer. So, Moss, what do you thought about it? Well, Masterminds is a new Zach Galifianakis film where the character of Zach Galifianakis, along with several of his friends, are from a southern town. It's apparently based off of a of a real-life event, so this actually happened. They pull off the biggest bank cash heist in history, which was... Uh, 17 million, I believe. Was it 17 million? I am not sure. Something like that, but it was very, very... It was like 17 million dollars in cash, and it's just like, no one knows how this idiot got the money. The, the trailer doesn't tell you much as to how they did it, but it's him and his friends got a bunch of money, and they're trying to, and he swears he's going to do something responsible with it, and a lot of hijinks ensue. I honestly don't know how I feel about it. It's the first time that I actually heard Zach Galifianakis with the Southern accent, which is kind of ironic considering he's from North Carolina. <laughs> so um, I give it thumbs middle. I wasn't really impressed by the by it by the trailers that have been out and but at the same time i wasn't displeased so i couldn't give it a thumbs down so i guess i need to see some more uh-huh. hopefully hopefully what i see doesn't disappoint what about you um for me i'll give it a thumbs middle also more of a three quarters way up um it, it, had, <laughs> it had a lot of funny moments in it um it, it made me laugh a lot um Jason um, Sudeikis was in there, and um, he was funny, <laughs> very, very funny. The whole aspect of yeah. him being like a marked um, assassin, I'm like, <laughs> it made me giggle a little bit. Yeah. Um, but why is, uh, I did three chords instead of the all the way up is because um, Zach Galifianakis has fallen to the realm of Melissa McCarthy, where she's well, he's playing almost the same roles in every movie he's doing now. There's always that goofy character that that does yeah it, it's right their kind of own personal too. personality within all the the characters but it feels like the same person yeah every time basically so yeah ho- hopefully it's something different from him because um he seems like a good actor and it's unfortunate same thing with Melissa mccarthy where she's a good actress but the role she picked so far is like oh you're just playing the same character but with like a, a little twist to it and it's like uh, i don't know but in her defense, it fits her character a bit better because she has a much more genuine approach to she takes she gives a much more genuine feel to her characters that she plays, and it's very endearing. Whereas Zach Galifianakis, his range is a bit different. I mean, if you especially if you consider his most famous work, which was The Hangover, how very different. Like you know, he was obnoxious. He seemed like. He was a special needs person. He was so troubled, and he just got himself into the craziest things. Whereas when Melissa McCarthy is a lot more genuine, and honestly, to me, she's I can I can handle her doing a lot of the same style in different roles because she's like more of a Chris Farley to me than Zach Galifianakis is, where she has more of a Chris Farley spirit, you know. So I. I don't know. I just I I, I see your three quarters, but I still give it a thumbs middle. I'm 
<laughs> back level. Well, yeah, that's that's cool. Also, you know, um, it's definitely it's definitely something I'm, I'll probably look in the movie theaters and see what it's exactly about. Um, it looks like it'll be a cool movie. Um, the next thing we have for trailers is the Heroes Reborn. So this is the continuation from the hit movie um, TV series that basically canceled during the whole um, writers um, strike. And unfortunately, I give this one a thumbs middle, uh, more of the one quarter way. Um, it's just it's just it continued way too long afterwards. Too bad this thing come out maybe three years ago. Then I'll probably be like, all right, thumbs up all the way up. But now it's like you're trying to revisit these some of the characters and and the one character that's supposed to be in there, like that made that show awesome, it's not in there anymore. So it's like, all right. Wait, which character are you talking about? Zachary Quinto. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so well for me, the character that, that I personally like was Hero. So. Okay. Well, he was in there, so it was, it was he pretty is. cool. Yeah. And like Spoiler the, alert, he's definitely in it. Well, if you see the trailer, you, you'll definitely see him in there. <laughs> and then um, the other two characters, I can't remember the top of my head, um, the, the female, the lead female, and then the the other guy that could fly. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I think Adam was his name, something like that. But he had like some kind of absorb power. He absorbed people's powers so like a second or two, but he had like a couple of them for every now and then. I wish I actually went back and see who it was, but... Him also, he's not in there too. So it's like, oh, I guess you could continue the story. I guess I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on this trailer that came out? Uh, I was pleased. So I think I'll take your approach into giving it a little more than a thumbs middle. But at mm. the same time, I was displeased. I feel like they're trying to bank off all the recent success from all the superhero shows and movies that have come out in recent time. And it's just a popular trend that they're trying to bank off. And I agree with you. It's uh, three years too late. Have they been part of the initial, you know, waving the banner and like standard bearers mm-hmm. into it? No, but with other things going on in TV, mainly the Heroes for Hire coming out, the Luke Cage coming out, mm-hmm. um, Daredevil being on there, Super Supergirl coming out with their TV show, what's happening all over DC with the Arrow, Flash, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, there's so much already out there that I'm kind of disappointed that it took them so long to revisit something that was so successful for them. I mean, <laughs> save the cheerleader, save the world. How many people don't remember that mantra, you know? Yeah, basically. That was so awesome. And <laughs> it took too long for them to revisit. And I feel like they only did it because it banked so much success in the realm of superhero talk. But if you go to any conventions, people still love heroes. So this might do well, but I agree with you. It's a, it's a little late. Yeah, this, this way way too late. Um, they really should have did this a couple of years ago. Um, it's unfortunate. So um, that's it for trailers that we have here. Um, next one up is news. So this week, um, they announced a new Spider-Man. Um, his name is Thomas Holland. Um, he hasn't been in too many st- stuff. Um, from what I saw online, he's been in, um, I think, Game of Thrones, I believe. But I, I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But um, there's not much. But, but there's not much online about him. But um, so far, his look, I, I can see him being Peter Parker. I, I don't mind it too much. Um, for that one, I give a thumbs up. Um, there's a lot of things that that factor in. Um, it getting a thumbs up. Just basically, just the look of him and just. 
the the way they're going at, at this now instead of going for a older character like um Andrew Garfield when he's almost thirties you know now they're going to actually a teenager which will hold up for the the plan they're going for so um just in case people didn't know they're trying to do a Spider Man that's gonna be from some freshman year in high school until um college basically. So this character now he looks like he could be in high school. You know, other characters that played him like um, Andrew Garfield and another guy, Tobey Maguire, never looked like they could be in high school at all. So I'm kind of happy with this decision. Um, Moss, what is your um, reaction to this? Well, um, I recently read an article by David Sims that came out yesterday, and it was titled "The Anticipated Spider-Man." And interestingly enough, as young as Tom Holland does look, I think he he in particular is going to run into a lot of walls. And the reason I think he's going to run into a lot of walls, as the article suggests too, which so I'm going to echo its sentiment, is that this is the third Spider-Man in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it's they're taking a third separate approach. So... It, People are getting are getting going. People are, and they have, as, as recent numbers show in the last few films, how disinterested they're becoming with the changes in Spider-Man. And I think a lot of it has to do with that they keep revisiting and retelling the same or origin story. And I mean, I, I don't know many children, I, kids and adults alike, absolutely love and adore Spider-Man for his for his charm, his personality, his never say die attitude, mm-hmm. and just the fun-loving web slinging self he is. So them having to retell the story is a little drab. What the what this author suggests, which I also think and I know you do too because we spoke about this before, the direction that they might take with the this new Tom Holland is that you'll make an appearance in the Captain America Civil War, the third Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. And that'll be the introduction for us to Spider-Man, to yeah. the new Peter Parker. Uh, personally, that's just me talking, not not anything. And it's what this author didn't reflect it. But I would have, I think I would have enjoyed it if they would have went the angle that they could have gone, which is with Miles Morales, which is the the new young black Hispanic Spider-Man. But seeing as they're going for another Peter Parker and they're telling that story again, I hope they don't drown it out like they have um one big thing that's marvel that's shown is people associate characters with particular actors like for instance look at wolverine everyone knows wolverine and hugh jackman is synonymous now with wolverine even though originally wolverine was supposed to be five foot five and hugh jackman's six two it, it, it doesn't change anything everyone thinks hugh jackman when they hear wolverine Mm-hmm. And also with Iron Man, now Iron Man's Iron Man's not even the, the main protagonist for Captain America: Civil War, and he's going to bank forty million, not including royalties. For every other movie he's in, they're going to have to shell out heavy money for him to make appearances because Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, and there's no switching out of that at the moment. So he's capital. Robert Downey Jr. is capitalizing on this as much as possible. The backside to which, which I'm sorry, which is pretty much the the opposite of what's happening now that Tom Holland's walking into, which is why the, everything's suggesting that he might run into resistance just because people are tired of a new same thing. So that's why I was hoping they would have gone with the brand new thing, the brand new thing, which was the Miles Morales route. But, you know, I, I want to give the kid a shot. 
He deserves a shot. Um, I saw some Instagram videos that he put up of himself doing some parkour flips um, and, you know, showing people that he can do a few tricks and some gymnastics. So he might prove to be something fruitful. Let's see how he does. Can't wait for it. So I I give it a thumbs middle at the moment. But you know what? I'll give him a thumbs up just because the kid deserves a shot. (laughs) Yes, he definitely does. Um, I can't wait to see it. Um. There should be a first movie coming out, I believe, in 2017. I believe July of 2017 is the first um, yeah. Spider-Man movie for Sony. So that'd be kind of cool to see. Can't wait. So um, that yeah. ends it for the thumbs up, thumbs down section. We have a next section that's called discussion. We're going to basically discuss um, the changes of gender and race in the Marvel characters as, as of late. Um, wait, wait. Big news. We also can't forget about the changes in, like, sexuality and the importance of mm-hmm. certain characters not becoming gay especially with today congratulations anyone and everyone that gay that gay marriage is not legal in all 50 states is federally passed so that's also something we need to talk about and not to be not to outdo or be outdone that's also a big part of the the marvel world and what's going on yeah um so i'll let you take the, the lead on this one Okay, so how about this? I'm going to mention a character, and you tell me how you feel about the change, and then we'll go from there. And then we'll name a few characters and see how things go. All right, that sounds good plan. Okay, so Thor being a woman. Um, I don't, I don't mind that too much. Um, I not not really. I do kind of mind it. Um, just because it made. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, bad check on that. Um, just because. The premise behind it was um, anyone could be Thor, which is the same with um, anyone could be Batman. I'm sorry to actually put those two um, different genres together or different companies together, but it feels the same where it's like, oh, anyone could be this character. It's like, no, no not really. You know, if it was like a, a black guy being Thor and I'd be like, I, I don't mind that. No problem at all. And I was like, ah, a female. I was like, ah. well, they could pick another character. I agree and disagree with you. Um, I agree with you in the sense that, like you said, anyone can be Batman, which is something that I also don't agree with. When I thought about it, as you said it, I thought, no, not everyone can be Batman. As Bruce Wayne, there's no way. And it's not because it's synonymous with him, but because it, it, Thor, more importantly, is part of Norse mythology. Mm -hmm. So making Thor black is incredibly unlikely because Norse mythology, the Norsemen were tall, blonde, thick, broad-shouldered, white men. Like, that's it's unavoidable. And the importance of women in Norse mythology is just as important as men. So women played a heavy role in Norse mythology. They didn't need to make Thor a woman. They chose to, and it's cool. Okay, I mean, you know, we could do about it now, but I, I personally don't agree with it because they already had a very badass, several badass female um, characters from Asgard within the Marvel world. Basically. One of them that's not that's not known very well is Valkyrie, mm-hmm. and Valkyrie is amazing. Look mm-hmm. her up, guys. She's, she's quite amazing. Definitely. She's actually much more of a drinker and a troublemaker than Thor. So <laughs> I don't know why they would make Thor a woman, but... And Valkyrie also is considered, um, like, uh, Odin considers her his daughter because she's so badass. And that's that. So Speaks volumes. Uh, let's, let's go on to another character. Okay. Uh, how, how do you feel about Black Captain America? Um, 
that um basically uh, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it um just hearing that um sam wilson take taking over the whole um, mantle it, it was kind of weird at first because in my mind i'm like all right Steve Rogers is Captain America. There's no one else. Like, even if you put Bucky Barnes in there, it's like, no, Steve Rogers is Captain America. I'm going to go back again and say it. Everyone cannot be Batman. <laughs> Sorry. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Wayne is Batman. No matter if they have Dick Grayson, they have um, Azrael, don't know about they have um, any other one, uh, anyone else. It's just one person. Damian Wayne. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You're absolutely right. It's definitely. Like, I, I don't mind. Um, them changing the race of a character but um once it changed the whole person entirely i'm like all right that's why i have a problem with this all right sam wilson you're the falcon stay be a falcon <laughs> you're awesome as a falcon leave steve rogers for captain america you could change um steve rogers to black if you want i, I don't mind asian chinese anything i'm like steve rogers it's captain america Okay, you? then let me let me appeal to you in this sense, mm-hmm. then, because I'm for this. I'm for Sam Wilson being the new Captain America. Now, let me explain. First off, he can't be Steve Rogers because, especially if you pay attention, like Steve Rogers was the son of immigrant Irish members, mm-hmm. uh, Im- immigrant Irish family in the 30s that were really struggling to make it. He was raised hardcore Irish Catholic, no holds barred. You know, he he took no no nonsense Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I don't want them to make a black a black Steve Rogers because Sam Wilson's a good replacement. If you consider how well they did the Falcon in the Captain America Winter Soldier film, yep. and they introduced him properly, and not only that, Falcon himself was what a 10, 12 year Army vet, and that's why he and Steve became so good friends because they had the same type of heart and the same mentality all while being individuals. Sam's much cooler about how he feels about justice and all that, where Steve Rogers is, it doesn't matter. He's old school, good American, all American in your face with it, which is cool. But Sam Wilson is much more discreet. He's much more of a modern day veteran who's still has the same heart as Steve Rogers. So I think if anyone, he's so much better because when a soldier, when he takes the mantle, Everyone's you still get that feel like ah, but you're the one a soldier, man. You're you know a spy. You're a Soviet spy. Mm-hmm. You're a bit of a creep. And then Punisher takes him. And it's like oh, slow down there, guy. You're a bit of a lunatic. <laughs> but now Sam Wilson got it, and it's kind of like all right, okay, let's see what's up. Let's see what's up. All right. So that's that's why that's why I'm okay with it. I don't know. I'm not up to sway your opinion, but I'm okay with it because like I said. He's a better. He's a good rendition. If anyone else was to step in the shoes, it should be him, as proven by the film. Eh, Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Rogers all day. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I agree. Steve Rogers all day for me as well. However, they did it, and it's okay. Yeah. I guess. I guess part of it's also because I'm a, you know, I, I've, I'm ex-military and a minority, so. And I have dreams and aspirations of being Captain America. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, all right. You know, maybe maybe that's maybe that's my appealing approach. And I have Captain America sheets and pillows. It it goes down, throw pillows. It's yeah. You admit it. I'm Captain hmm. America all the way. I'm a, I'm a bit of a weirdo, but I admit it. But Captain America is mine and my brother's ironically favorite superhero right now. Oh, look at that. That's kind of cool. 
So who's next in this oh. in this topic? Okay, so who's next? Who's next? Mm-hmm. Now three people are next, and okay. these three people have been woven by the multiverse. So how do you feel about Spider Gwen, Miles, and Peter, all under the same roof? Namely, the the, the huge impact that Miles had being a young black male. Um, with that one, I I like it. Um, I really do like it. Just to see um. Uh, a semi change in the Spider-Man universe, even though Peter Parker is Spider-Man, it's more or less um, Peter Parker passed away. So I was like, all right, since Peter Parker's not in the scene anymore, who could pick up the mantle? And I'm glad to see another kid that's out there making it happen. And it's kind of cool. It feels like I'm backstepping in my whole thought process, but no, it's that person died and all right, someone else took it over. And then when Peter Parker came back, he became Spider-Man again. So it's like both of them's there. With Spider-Gwen, it's kind of interesting to see that um, aspect there. I was actually at the, the Comic-Con um, panel last year when they mentioned the whole multiverse. And I was like, wow, there's a whole lot of stuff they're trying to do in this next coming year. So, man, this is, it's going to get yeah. crazy. They're really going to get crazy. Yeah. The, the stories alone, just the amount of Spider-Man that's going to be in this whole, well, Spider-People. <laughs> What's going to be in this whole yeah. universe is going to be crazy. So, um, yeah. I, I don't mind it too much. I don't mind it too much. Just because um, it's a different kind of Spider-Man. He had different powers also. So, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, what, what I found interesting were two things. How they introduced Miles and his version of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And also, how little resistance Spider-Gwen got. And not because, you know, not has nothing to do with who she is in terms of um, in terms of being a young white woman, that's the first bay right more there. More so because, <laughs> more so because, Gwen Stacy's been a part of the Spider Verse for so long. Yeah. Introducing an alternate, you know, an, a multiverse, an alternate reality where she exists and bringing it in was kind of like, oh wait, why didn't they do that sooner? That's that's awesome. Why didn't they do that sooner? That's that's a great idea. Okay, let's go on that. Yeah, I got it. And then her look. I think it's so, so cool how she has the like, the navy blue and white with the white hoodie. And under it, she has the red, the the, the webbing, like old, like Spidey. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think cool. the look is amazing. And for Miles, I think the way they introduced him where a big part of it was Osborne and his experiments again. Same way they got Peter. And how he and his story is actually tied to so much going on in Peter's world of, you know, bad guys with Osborne and everything around him and how he developed and he adapted and became a different kind of young Spider-Man where he has his own abilities mm-hmm. and his own characters. I think he did it really, really well. And I I picked up, I personally picked up the, the series and I was really impressed with how they did it. I'm really happy. They also introduced a whole cast of characters that were really well done and they introduced like Cloak and Dagger and it was for me, it was refreshing. It was great. However, Miles was met with a lot of resistance, and his creation was based off of how the internet and people went insane at the suggestion that Spider-Man could be remade to be black. And they they suggested Donald Glover, and the internet exploded. And Marvel responded saying, "Hey, we've never been uh, there's never been a medium for people to express their to discontent about race, gender." and you know sexuality and that's enough of this so they re- they redid spider-man and they did it with a young black man and kudos to marvel 
Yeah, so. it's, it's pretty cool. Even though I don't like the choice of Donald Glover, um, unfortunately, when I heard his voice um, playing in the Ultimate Spider-Man, I was like, eh, this doesn't really fall too well. Well, he didn't. He wasn't the one that suggested it. Someone suggested it, yeah. and he was like, hey, that would be fun. I don't make the Spider-Man. You'd be like, I'll be Spider-Man. Hell yeah, I'll be Spider-Man. Tell me what I got to do, where I got to go. I yeah. wouldn't turn it down. Would you turn it down? Of course not, but at the same time... I'm... All right, then. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it wasn't really him. He didn't put the notion in people's heads. Someone else did because he was a young black man who fit the description. You know, He fit the physical description, mm-hmm. and he also presents himself well. He, he attested to being a good actor because he is. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Just the, just the voice, it sounds weird for some reason. Uh-oh. Oh, uh... I'm, well, I mean, what what are you basing it off of? Childish Gambino or like his his crazy antics on stage doing stand up or his roles? No, uh, he's um, very versatile. But I, I get it. He doesn't. He he isn't my choice either. But he's not a bad choice. Yeah, I'm just just. He's watching, got the look. He's just, got the look. Just watching the 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 actual um show play out, and I was like. The voice seems off, just like hearing um, Seth, <laughs> Seth, just like hearing Seth Green play Leonardo for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was like, it sounds off. It's just they're both yeah. great actors, but the yeah. voice sounds slightly off. It's like, no, I wish no, I agree. It. <laughs> um, so who's next in this whole um discussion? Well, not just who's next. Mm-hmm. What's next? Okay. How do you feel about the all new, all different Marvel universe? So, guys, what's happening now is on July first. You need to go to your local comic book shop because Marvel is releasing a sixty-four page magazine detailing the all new, all different Marvel cast, including the all new Avengers, all different Avengers, and also what's going to happen with the new Civil War, with the new Secret Wars, with the new Infinity Wars. They're redoing everything. They're also redoing Planet Hulk. And they're introducing a new Incredible Hulk and a new Wolverine. And they said who they're planning on having a release as Wolverine is going to be groundbreaking and earth-shattering. So how do you feel about all these changes that Marvel's making? Do you think it's too much? Do you think they need to refrain? Do you think they need to slow down? Because they've already insinuated that, like, for instance, Black Panther, Chitala... Mm-hmm. He's stepping back and his uh, sister is becoming the Black Panther because, you know, she became the queen. So... That's not something surprising because in their culture, the leader is a person who personifies the Black Panther and he takes a step back and lets her do the thing. So for me, that's a great move in terms of like how the Black Panther can be versatile and that's established. How do you feel about all these changes though? Like there's so much going on. <laughs> it's quite a few bit of changes. It reminds me kind of of the, the reboot with the new um, 52 with um, DC. So um, it's yeah. not something that's new per se, but it's it's been done before. Plus, Marvel's done it a few times himself, also. So seeing this, it, it's unfortunate, and um, especially now that the the movies are coming out, it's gonna be kind of weird to see all this happen and and go down. But it, it might bring out some new things they could do with the the movie universes. So, so are you telling me that? you're you you're having you're a little you feel like it's a bit bittersweet that what's happening you don't want to see some of the characters go because you clearly express your discontent for changing out captain america mm-hmm. which i agree with you but at the same time i'm not upset as to how they're doing it so i'm going to roll with it 
Um, the story behind that is, I don't know if you guys know or not, but uh, something happens to Steve Rogers, and not only does he age to what his appropriate age should be, but he loses the super soldier serum. Someone pretty much sucks it out of him. So someone needs to step up and fill the mantle because Captain America is a, a figure that needs to stay in the public eye. Mm-hmm. He, he, that's a character that can't be gone out of society. So... You know, Falcon steps in, Sam Wilson, and he becomes Captain America. So I'm okay with that. I don't know what they're thinking about with Thor, but <laughs> let's see. Uh, that's all I can say. Uh, like, Miss Marvel is going to be an Arab American woman, and from the looks of it, her powers are really weird because if you've seen any pictures, she has like she has like uh, almost like Mister Fantastic abilities, where her arms are long and stretched out, and she has giant fists at the end. She looks a little strange and a little worse for wear. So I'm really not sure where they're going with all of this, but I'm definitely going to be at my comic book store, my local comic book store, and picking up that issue. Yeah, it seems. See wherever it is going out. It, it seems all right. And um, I'm going to see exactly what happens because it's going to be a weird thing to see, unfortunately. It's, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing, but hey. Um, all right, so we have enough time for one more this, this discussion topic. So, um, Moss, what's the next one? Where do you see this new trend happening in terms of Marvel DC war going? Where do you see the next few years in terms of the war, but the the unspoken Cold War that Marvel and DC have been in that they're going to continue to be in, considering this. Uh, the coming Captain America film and the, the Batman versus Superman film. Wh- who do you think? He, like, what are your predictions? And who do you think is going to come out on top? Okay. Um. So for the cinematic universe, um, cinematic universe, it all depends on the new Batman v Superman movie. Um, if that goes well and exceeds expectations, then you'll see a shift of going back to DC, kind of a little bit, because um. They're both coming out with movies each year, and uh, Marvel's kicking it up, and DC's trying to start up a little bit. So if DC does well with this um, Bat- Batman v Superman, and then continues on with other properties like the Suzanne movie that's coming out, um, just like possibly the Green Lantern movie that's coming out, um, Flash movie that's coming out with um, the um, other guy that's not Grant Gustin, another guy, Ezra Miller. I believe his name is, I believe. Yeah. Um, and just keep on going and keep it going from that Gal Gadot and then keep it, keep it moving and hit the Batman movie out. And that's supposed to be tied with the Batman. If Ben Affleck is able to do all he's supposed to be able to do, then it should be a great um, time for movie fans, basically. Um, with Marvel... All they have to do is just keep the, the keep the keep the move the ball moving basically because they've been doing a great job these last couple of years. So all the properties coming out there are uh, proven for us. So I, I can see it done. I can see a big war going on. To be honest, a very big war, and I'm not sure who's gonna win. It'll all be decided after Batman v Superman. Well, I don't know if I guess what when you say it'll all be decided. Do you mean in terms of your your predictions? Like it'll be clearer as to say who's going to have a better chance at coming out on top post the film. Yeah. Um. So 
Basically, happening now. Um, DC is having a hard time coming out the gate with their movie, um, cinematic movies, um, universe. That's because of the whole um, issues with each and every character they put out. The whole Green Lantern movie, how that bombed horribly, unfortunately, with Ryan Reynolds. And um, this one is now, and then Superman Returns. That's that bombed too. So they're they're trying to recover as much as possible, and that's why it took them so long to actually mention any other superheroes they can actually put out for movies because they're really trying to figure out what can we do and if this one does well then we'll bounce back that's why they're taking such a long time to make a wonder woman movie just because the last one didn't wasn't received well so now (laughs) the last one was a long time ago yeah in fairness very long time ago so now in fairness yeah so now they're they're at the point where they have to figure out can they do it and they, they're not as good as Marvel at this moment. I, I say this. Um, DC has been doing great in the animated world. And they've been pushing out a lot of movies. And I hope that they get that kind of um, excitement and um, that kind of ballsy uh, move and just go for it. And be like, all right, Marvel, we're coming for your throats. And then hopefully they do well. But um, I digress. Well, I... DC also encountered a few other hiccups that really slowed them down. Like you said, Superman Return movie didn't do well. And then so they had to reintroduce a new Superman, which was in Man of Steel, which was much better. I think they did a decent job mm-hmm. with it. Um, they had to retell the story again and just start from scratch, which they did masterfully. It looked absolutely amazing. I mean, what more do you want besides having your dad? And your your adopted father be Kevin Costner, <laughs> and of course mm-hmm. Russell Crowe. Like, what more do you want? Um, yeah. But then, of course, Batman, uh, Christian Bale, establishing such a precedent for his films and the contri- contribution of the characters within within his world of Batman, and then him stepping aside and Christopher Nolan stepping away from it too. Mm-hmm. It kind of sets them back again and having to not necessarily reintroduce Batman, but reinvent him and reintroduce him and acclimate the world to Ben Affleck, which was a lot harder than people really imagined it would be. I guess a lot harder than the casting directors thought it would be. So they've they run into some pitfalls and some issues. And yeah, let's see where it goes. I mean, I think they waited too long to to do other things, but they're waiting so far. I think it's going to be good because I think Jason Momoa is a really good decision for Aquaman. He's going to change the look. They're adjusting the look of Aquaman to him, which is great. And also if you've seen him in Conan the Barbarian, he he was amazing. And uh, he was also in Game of Thrones. So he has that tribal, visceral, aggressive style. And I think he's going to change the way the world sees Aquaman. And I think I'm making a prediction and saying out of the Justice League, he is going to be the most standout character amongst the group that they introduce by far. Hmm. By far. I I don't know. I'll I'll probably say (laughs) Ben Affleck would do it. Just because everyone has the the thought process of Daredevil in their minds. So... Now they do Batman. <laughs> but you know what? Daredevil wasn't his fault. If you see yeah. the uncut version and you see Daredevil for what it was, that wasn't his fault. Daredevil should never have been PG-13. That is not a story you tell PG-13. You yeah. don't tell a Daredevil story PG-13. That is on par 
was almost exactly on par with making a Punisher film PG-13. You don't do that. Daredevil is no holds barred, breaking bones, making people suffer, getting payback, and bringing out justice the hard way. Yeah, so just seeing that, um, I I still believe that Ben Affleck would do a great job. Um, I can't wait to see him on on the big screen, basically. Well, me neither. I, I'm I'm actually really excited to see this film and see their adaptations and see where they go. And I and I actually do wish them success. I'm a Marvel loyalist, but I'm also this is also so amazing for for the comic book world. And I can only be excited. Why? Because this is going to stimulate more competition and more growth and innovation. So hopefully we we get to reap the benefits as fans from nothing but success on both ends well you know we also you know get our pockets hurt but of course we're we're asking for it <laughs> my money's here for the taking it's just a matter of who's gonna take it yeah basically it's just a matter of who's gonna take it definitely so um we actually went oh, quite a bit over time <laughs> so um, we actually ended here um you can find us on social media platforms like instagram facebook tumblr youtube even on um, iTunes at Bring On The Reviews. You can also find us on Twitter and use the hashtag Bring On Reviews. And any questions you might have, you can send it there. Also, you can send any questions you might have to bringonreviews at gmail.com. And while you're on the internet, check out www.bringonreviews.com for any movie reviews, movie news, and our podcast also. I'd like to thank Moss for being here. Um, where can they find you on social media? What D? Thanks as always for having me. Mm-hmm. You can find me at uh, find underscore Moss on Instagram, and on Twitter you can find me uh, at Goliath NYC. So just a bit of an, an update, guys. I'm actually going to the Florida SuperCon happening this weekend, and I'm planning on taking a ton of pictures, meeting vendors, and giving you guys an all-around experience as to what it's like. I've never been to a Florida SuperCon. So I'm really excited. Uh, so be on the lookout for some pictures and updates and anything I run into and any cool things I can come across. Yeah, and um, anyone who takes pictures with Moss this weekend will end up on the Instagram page and probably the YouTube page also. Um, and you could find me on um, all social media, Dwight Antsy. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. And um, you can email me at um, dc at bringonreviews.com. And uh, we catch you next time. Take care, guys.